0: Hello there, and welcome to the Take Care Tips podcast. I'm Jennifer Antkoviak, a self-care and wellness advocate, and I created this weekly podcast just for you to give you easy self-care solutions that will help you to take better care of yourself while you take care of others. We'll cover a variety of self-care topics here, and at the end of each episode, you'll get a Take 10 with Jen tip. That's a little self-care action plan that you can accomplish in 10 minutes or less, and it will help you to realize that spending even just a few little minutes on yourself can bring you big, positive results. Thank you so much if you're coming back here to spend a little time with me. Welcome if you're a brand new listener. We'd love to have you here. Starting this podcast to help people with real-life self-care is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I was a family caregiver, took care of my in-laws, and during that whole time, I really learned how easy it is to be consumed by other responsibilities and let your own care kind of slip to the back burner. If you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, maybe you're not eating right, not sleeping well. Not getting regular exercise, any of those kinds of things. You you know exactly what I'm talking about here, and you will benefit so much from learning how to devote just a little bit of time to taking better care of yourself. Now I know that there are a ton of barriers to that, right? Um, things like I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, or maybe just feeling guilty about giving yourself some attention. I can't wait for you to feel the results when you're able to bust through those barriers and shift things a bit. Your energy is going to go up. You'll be more positive and passionate. You'll be healthier and happier, and you'll have the strength you need to care for those you love in the kind and patient way you want. I am so excited to show you what I've learned and continue to learn about self-care, and I hope that these take care tips will help you too. All right, so here we are just one week before Thanksgiving in the United States, and it's National Self Care Week in the UK. Wherever you are, it's a good time to be thinking about taking good care of yourself. This build up to the holiday season is one that is fun and joyful, but there's also a lot going on, right? all those extra end-of-year projects at work with deadlines, and then around the house, we've got all kinds of cleaning and organizing to do. It seems like there's this growing to-do list that kind of never ends. And I'm wondering, and I'd love for you to ask yourself, where are you on that list? Actually, are you even on that list? we need to find ways to put ourselves on that list because all kinds of studies show that this time of year, all kinds of things can bubble up for us. And we really do need to be kind to ourselves to be able to move through this season in a healthy, happy way, right? So along with the laughter and the celebrations that are going on, There can also be a lot of emotions and stress. There can be feelings of loneliness, grief, or sadness, especially for family caregivers or for anyone who has been in a situation where they're caring for others. Uh, You've probably heard the holiday blues, it being called the holiday blues. These are feelings of sadness that can begin right now in November and last really through the new year. A group called the National Alliance on Mental Illness reports that two-thirds of people with any kind of underlying mental illness experience worsening symptoms during the holiday season, which may seem a little off. We may seem like this time of year with all the lights and the music and the fun activities could give us a boost, but actually it's the opposite. So that awareness is good so that we can kind of take a preemptive strike against all of that and work to build ourselves up for this time of year. If you're feeling any of that, it it will be helpful for you to hear some things today that you can do to support yourself and your own health and wellness in the weeks ahead. Now, some of this has to do with managing our own expectations. You know, you don't have to look far this time of year, the holiday movies and commercials All those happy people in the bright, shiny homes and everything done in this kind of perfect way raise the bar pretty high on how we're supposed to be experiencing the holidays. And it can be pretty easy to feel overwhelmed and frustrated if we try to live up to all of that and do it all, right? Try to cram it all in. So a self-care solution for managing expectations is to sit yourself down and map it all out. So old school, get a calendar and a notebook and a pen and sit there. One of the first things that I like to do at the beginning of November is to make a list of all the things that I really want to do in the next couple of months. So going to those light up nights, getting a Christmas tree with the family, decorating, watching favorite movies, some special family dinners, those kinds of things. And then I make a list of things that I know have to get done. And I may also like these things too, but these are kind of the things that I feel are non-negotiable, things like cleaning and organizing, gift buying, meal planning, wrapping, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, in the end, there's something very beneficial about looking at these lists and then looking at the calendar because it's it's black and white, literally. It may click immediately in your brain like it does in mine that, okay, those are nice wish lists, but look at the days that we have to work with here. It might not be practical to try to fit it all in. And so guess what? Don't. I've been there. In the past where i have tried to force it and like cram it all in and it leaves me feeling tired and cranky and i just i don't give myself the space or the time to really enjoy any one thing so i've moved away from that you know you look at those lists again with a more critical eye what things can you drop off that list Or how can you simplify some of those things? Like maybe it's a big family dinner, but maybe you're not cooking all these big family dinners. Maybe one of them is a pizza night, right? So how can you simplify some of these things so that you can feel more relaxed and have more time to actually spend enjoying the people and the things around you instead of rushing through them because you know that you've got to get to all these other things, right? So give yourself the grace to slow down, and to manage your own expectations so that you can set yourself up for a really happy and healthy holiday season. Also, um, you may be in a season of life at this time of year when you need to acknowledge that the holidays are going to look a little different because a loved one has passed. That can hit really hard this time of year. And it's good to let yourself acknowledge those feelings, even if it feels wrong to feel a little sad or angry when we're supposed to be happy like all those people in the Christmas movies and the commercials. But it's not always like that, and that's okay. I remember the first holidays without my mom and then without my in-laws and my grandparents and things absolutely were different. You know, in the caregiver world, it's talked about as the empty place at the table. Right? You look at that your eyes go to that chair where that family member sat and they're no longer with us. And that can be very hard, of course. You know, the way that that we worked through those holidays was by sharing happy memories, honoring that family member by continuing family traditions that they were part of, and making some of their special recipes. And that really did kind of make us feel like they were back there with us in spirit anyway. And it did help to lift the spirits. And you know, another thing to talk about here for a minute, we don't just feel loss or grief because someone has died, right? We can feel that way just because of change. We can grieve because things are are changing. And maybe this is a year where you'll have to let go and make some new traditions just because of changes with the family. I'm feeling some of that around here this year. Our kids are all out of the house now. We've got five kids and the oldest two are out of college. They have apartments of their own. The younger three are away at college. I worked from home today, and we had our first snowfall here, and as I looked out that window on our backyard and the snowflakes were falling down, I flashed back to the times when the kids were little, and boy, that first snowfall would have us running around outside to be in it, and it would be loud, and there'd be laughter, and Today that house felt big and quiet, very big and very quiet as I was experiencing this first snowfall by myself here at home. And, you know, they live close. I I mean I'm I'm not like some in my position who have family members who live a world away or very far away. We they live 10 minutes and 20 minutes away, and we talk several times a week. Even the kids at college are you know less than an hour away. They'll all be here for all of the holidays. But it's very different when they're coming and going versus living here. And I could feel that. And so I understand the challenge of, of feeling like you've got to kind of struggle to lift your spirit sometimes. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay, I think, to feel a little sadness thinking about what was almost to honor it in a way. I think it would be abnormal not to. And I I do lift myself up by focusing on creating some new routines and planning for big family things that bring a lot of joy. So getting everybody to decorate or bake cookies or get that family Christmas tree or go to see that Christmas light display, actually planning those things, getting those dates on the calendar important to us mentally because it gives us a lot to look forward to. It helps us to realize that different doesn't mean bad. You can see right there that you're still all going to be together at many times during the season, and it's helpful. And we've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm going to bring it up again for this discussion, keeping a gratitude journal. I can't stress this enough. So many studies on gratitude show that this is such an effective and fast way to boost your mood. And so this is a great time of year to do this, right? Try to take just a few minutes every day to write down at least one thing that you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It all counts. It all helps to shift your mindset to something more positive. I make it part of my routine By keeping a notebook on my nightstand. So it's right there. So I can make gratitude journaling part of my morning and evening routines. And again, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be even a full sentence. Just jot something down that you are grateful for from your day. And I'm telling you, it really helps to put you in a more positive frame of mind. It's actually training your brain to look at things in a more positive way. So that's important work in those little minutes. Uh, Making it a point to get outside for some fresh air and a walk is an awesome form of self-care. Even just a few minutes of physical activity starts to trigger the brain to release our feel-good hormones and they work fast to boost the mood. And you can increase the good results of your walk by combining it with prayer. I do that. I use the time to give up any worries or ask for help or express thanks for the good things that I have around me. And so by doing that, you're supporting your mental health, your physical health, and your spiritual health all at the same time. I try to fit in a morning walk in my neighborhood. I take our dog Ah, uh, you know, there's less daylight out now in many parts of the world with the time change, and it's so nice to be in the sunshine. Even if it's chilly out, the research shows that being outside, even on cloudy days, even in chilly days, really helps. And so, Even if I feel like I've got to push myself some mornings to go out for that walk, I'll tell you, I always do feel refreshed, happier, stronger when I come back. It really sets the tone for a strong day. So maybe you can do that. Maybe you can work to fit a walk into your day. Um, There are also lots of opportunities to show kindness to others at this time of year. World Kindness Day was yesterday yesterday. But you can work that into your day every day, right? So think about um, food pantries that need extra supplies and helping hands this time of year. I know families who do that as a family activity around Thanksgiving. They volunteer um, at food pantries or shelters. Maybe you can donate some clothing to a local shelter. You could also take some cookies or a meal to brighten a neighbor's day. Uh, So many good things that you can do and giving of ourselves, giving of our time is so good for the soul. Again, the studies on this show that we receive so much more than we give in the form of wellness because the act is just good for the body, good for the soul. All right. So lots of good ideas there. I'm sure there are many more, maybe some other things that you have tried, but that gets us started with some good pre-holiday self-care strategies to keep us healthy, happy, and strong as we move through this beautiful time of year. And now for this episode's Take 10 with Gen Tip, I want to have you take 10 minutes and call a family member or friend you haven't talked with in a while. Just to let them know that you're thinking about them, you're hoping all is well, you could use that time to share a happy memory and just to catch up in general, um, you know, connecting with others, even in small ways, it doesn't have to be, let's try to arrange our schedules and go to lunch, that's wonderful, but that that can't happen all the time, that feels overwhelming, So what I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to make it big or overwhelming. You can simplify. And in 10 minutes or less, you could call someone, right? Just a phone call, share that happy memory, catch up, connect with them. That's such an important form of self-care. And I will bet that you'll hang up feeling happier. So think about that. Who could you call today? 10 minutes or less, you could get that done and get um, yourself a mood boost and the person that you're calling, that kind of self-care spreads. I hope you heard something here that inspires you into action to think about the holidays and plan things that will allow you to move through this time with happiness and peace and love in your heart. It's a great way for you to take care of you please follow, like, and subscribe to the Take Care Tips podcast. And if you like what you hear, I'd be grateful for a positive review that helps to expand our reach. More people will hear about us and we'll be able to serve more people. And let's stay in touch between Take Care Tip podcast episodes. You're invited to join my Take Care Tips community private Facebook group. I'm hosting a seven-day gratitude boost there from November 17th to the 23rd. That'll take us right up to Thanksgiving day Um, I'll be posting in that group and going live in that group I have a gratitude boost workbook for you all completely free from my heart to yours and I'd love for you to join so look for the link for the Facebook group in the description for this episode or just search take care tips community on Facebook and then click to come on in thanks so much for listening and take care